0: everyone, this is Kelly Donahue, and you're listening to FCBA Unplugged, a podcast for you and about you, the amazing, diverse, and talented members of the FCBA. On today's episode, I catch up with Dan Wagner, a partner at Davis Wright Tremaine and co-chair of the FCBA's Pacific Northwest Chapter. Uh, Full disclosure, Dan and I hadn't met before today's episode, but I had a terrific time catching up with him uh, about his background, his practice at DWT, uh, and his experience as an FCBA member from his perch in Seattle. I really enjoyed getting to know Dan, and I know you will too. Dan Wagoner, thanks so much for joining us on today's podcast. Welcome to FCBA Unplugged.
1: Thanks, Kelly. I'm looking forward to it.
0: And you are joining us from sunny Seattle.
1: Actually this evening it is sunny in Seattle for a change of pace. Uh, We had a lot of snow and rain earlier in the month, uh, but we're back to sun this evening at least. We've had a lot of fog in the morning, but the the sun is breaking through by the end of the day.
0: You know, I gotta tell you that Seattle is one of my favorite places I've ever visited. Um, And I'm a little bit jealous right now because here in Washington, D.C., we've got that leftover sludgy snow on the ground where it's no longer fun. It's just kind
1: of a gray mush. I actually lived in D.C. for a bit in, I think, the early 90s. I haven't cross-checked lately. And the climate in D.C., plus too many lawyers and lobbyists, got me back to Seattle. So Seattle has always felt like home, even though I'm not from here originally.
0: I was going to ask, where are you from originally, and what drew you to Seattle then?
1: I grew up in Connecticut. Oh. I went to college up in the uh, Boston area. and Oh, you can
0: say it. You went to Tufts, which is an mater as well.
1: That's Go Jumbos, right? Go Jumbos! <laughs> There's a long story about Jumbo, but I don't think we need to get into it. And then I went to Maine for a couple of years, leading wilderness trips after college, thinking I was going to be the next... Henry David Thoreau, but it didn't work out. That's so amazing. I went back to Connecticut for law school. And uh, out of that, I decided I would move to Seattle because it was a wonderful cross between the Maine woods and a real city.
0: I've heard so many great things about Maine as well, like that there's some similarities between the, you know, kind of the Olympic Peninsula area and some of the wilds of Maine.
1: When I first came here as a summer associate, and I also was a summer associate in D.C., I thought it looked so much like Maine, except the mountains were a lot taller. Mm. We have some islands up to the north that are very craggy and rocky, much like the Maine Seacoast.
0: I want to just really digest this for a minute, because one of the things I'm always most intrigued by when chatting with folks on this podcast is their journey Uh, you know, into 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 lawyering and into telecom. That's a big pivot to go from the wilderness and the wilds of Maine to law.
1: Well, honestly, I didn't really think about it very much. It was just an obvious alternative. And I was tired of being in the woods and the mud and the snow. And I had a couple of friends who had just gone to law school and I figured out, well, what the heck, I can do that. Uh, And I got really lucky and I got into Yale. And so I went. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, but I actually was not interested in telecom. I kind of wandered into telecom by mistake. And I originally went to the firm where I still am uh, for doing first amendment law, working for newspapers and broadcasters. And that was really probably about the first third of my career, quarter of my career, was focused on that. Mm. I happened to get into telecom in the mid-80s at the time of divestiture, just to date myself. Uh, So, And I got stuck in telecom, but I always kept my foot in media and kind of First Amendment issues generally, although occasionally intellectual property. But uh, I have this kind of odd practice that is a hybrid Mm -hmm. of technology, communications, and media law. I'm
0: curious, because you're on the West Coast, are the issues in telecom a different flavor? Uh, You know, are you more kind of focused on the tech side or is it, I don't want to get too into the weeds, but I'm just curious if your experience and maybe just your experience generally practicing telecom in the West Coast is...
1: Well, in the 80s and the 90s, telecom meant state utility commissions, Mm -hmm. and I did a lot of work for AT&T and its related companies fighting with the Bell companies in in that era. Uh, Today, telecom, if you're not in DC, usually means a combination of advisory and transactional work, and maybe occasionally litigation work. But I got lucky and hooked up with Craig McCaw's companies. At the time, the wireless revolution was just starting, and I did a lot of work with them. And so I've stayed with wireless since then.
0: Do you uh, do you go up to those craggy mountains in in the Seattle area and like check for your cell service and say, "Wait, there's no service. I need to find a client to."
1: <laughs> uh, I would just as soon get away from cell phone service.
0: <laughs> fair point, fair point. Well, so I want to go back to the wilderness stuff and, and your love of Seattle because this is just really fascinating to me. Is there anything that you love to do, uh, you know, from an outdoorsy perspective in,
1: you know, right now, to, do
0: you do this stuff for fun still?
1: I used to camp. I still enjoy hiking. Uh, these days I prefer to hike to a nice bed and breakfast as opposed to a tent.
0: That is fair enough.
1: There's also great cross-country skiing and snowshoeing out here, and I've been lucky enough to do that a fair amount, and that's been great. I love to sail, but I don't own my own sailboat, so I tend to go with other people, Mm. which is a lot of fun and a whole lot less effort and money. That that does work out. Um, I think there's a J.P. Morgan line. If you have to ask how much a yacht costs, you can't afford it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Always good to have friends with water water vessels, yes. Yeah,
1: I mean, we have so much water here. I mean, we're basically just surrounded by lakes and the Puget Sound and everything else. So.
0: And, and speaking of geography, you are the chapter?
1: I have two roles at FCBA. I'm on the executive committee as the representative of the chapters. Most people are not aware of The 10 or 12 chapters we have around the country Mm -hmm. i've been involved with the pacific northwest chapter for many years and luckily i got the chance to be a chapter representative to the executive committee so i've been on the executive committee for the last year and a half
0: and how many chapters total are there i think i should
1: know this off the top of my head i think it's between 10 and 12 I can tell you where, there's two in California, there's one in the Pacific Northwest, there's the Mountain States, there's Texas, there's the Midwest, there's the Carolinas, there's Florida, there's New York, there's New England. Those are the only ones I can remember off the top of my head, but we, we have a lot of chapters and they're all very active. The chapters are really fun. And honestly, they have been the beneficiaries of the virtual world because we've been able to do all these things across the different chapters that we couldn't do before. You know, Five years ago, if the Pacific Northwest chapter was gonna have an event, mm-hmm. usually in Seattle or Redmond where Microsoft is, and we get you know, 50 or 60 local people attending, which was great. Mm-hmm. Now we can do these events across the country, we've done several of them in the past year. And we've coordinated with other parts of SCBA to do them. And there's really created this cross-fertilization that has been tremendous.
0: That is wonderful. Um, and I'm hearing that a lot, that really that is one, the, the the ability to kind of transcend the local geographies and uh, and have these opportunities.
1: Yeah, we just did one in the Pacific Northwest chapter on telehealth. But we collaborated with some of the other chapters on that. And then we're planning uh, another cross chapter event for later this spring. That's going to focus on disaster recovery and contingency planning for resiliency.
0: Have you seen or or do you know if there's been an uptick in membership since the pandemic uh, in terms of the chapters and the outside the beltway?
1: I believe there has been some, not as much as we'd ideally like. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think one of the opportunities for FCBA, as you know, it's kind of rebranded itself a bit and changed its mission, so it includes technology.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And we certainly believe that many, many technology practitioners are outside of the beltway. So I think if we keep growing that focus, and Enhance that focus. It's going to increase the membership outside of DC.
0: What's some ideas that have been generated in terms of like reaching beyond? Because I think people sometimes don't know what exists, right? So folks in the tech world might not know, might not yet have gotten wind of the FCBA or all the wonderful opportunities. Or there, is there thinking on how to do a little bit of outreach or? We've
1: been working on it. I mean, part of it has been broadening the topics that we're addressing. Mm. But we've also been reaching out to a lot of people we all know that do technology law.
0: Everyone needs to know what a fun bar this is. uh, It's a very fun
1: bar. It's a very fun bar.
0: Speaking of fun, um, I know the FCBA uh, annual meeting is coming up in April. Uh, yeah,
1: April one through three, I believe.
0: Are, and it's in person.
1: Yes, actually, we're working on making sure that can happen.
0: I I hope it does. Do you think uh, Do you think folks from the Pacific Northwest region are gonna make the trip out and
1: get to meet all least folks a,
0: in person that have been on little screens for the last two years?
1: I think a few of us will. Yes, for, I haven't been in many years, but I've been hoping I can get to this one
0: great well um anything you want to share with the fcba
1: members i know you are in the middle of a very busy work day and- uh, i guess i would say that i think the kind of practice i've been lucky enough to have where i've seen the industries come together so the technology the communications and the content industry have all become kind of one industry at this point point. Mm-hmm. and i think the opportunity to learn about each of those industries and what the legal issues are is very special.
0: I really agree with that. And uh, Dan, I really appreciate you taking the time today. This has been just such a treat catching up with you and hearing more about your chapter and all the great things that are in store. And I hope uh, I hope this podcast, if nothing else, gets someone who's not yet a member of the uh, FCBA to, to join the party, because it certainly is one.
1: That sounds great. I'm, I'm looking forward to eventually hearing the podcast and meeting you uh, when we both go to the big FCBA conference.
0: You've got yourself a deal. All right, you (laughs) take care, Dan.
1: Thanks so much.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to today's FCBA podcast. If you enjoyed it, please take a minute to subscribe. And of course, feel free to spread the word. If you have a story or a talent you'd like to share, give me a call or shoot me an email and we'll get you on the show. Until then, don't forget to take a little time to get unplugged.